0: Oh, Blake, we did it. Another 50 in the tank. I will say, mathematically, we should have been at 150 in, like, January. <laughs> so we, we've we skipped a few along the way, it sounds like. You know, a few, but not a ton. Okay, so we're at 150. Oh, only three months worth! Only three months! What? That's 12. Maybe, but as always, we need to look back on the good times, and I do want to look back at a very specific moment—fifty episodes ago. Wait, hold on. Before we do that, aren't we going to do the thing like on the big on the big anniversary episodes? We like we sing, don't we? Should I? Should I just go? No! 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 Stop! No! No! La la la! We're not doing another fucking musical, but thank you for that lead-in to fifty episodes ago, where we conquered the Illuminati. <laughs> Star-, Star wipe. So let's get to it. The Battle of Podcasts, 2019. Well, Blinky Tan, my bro Scotty Mo, time to get back in the saddle. I agree, start the show. We're finally back after such a long run. The BS boys, we, we get, get the job, job done. done. Wait, what happens if we lose? We go back to DMV, win ourselves a lot of tickets, and drink ourselves silly. I'll be with you when we do. Go, start the mic. I see you on the other side. Let's get ready to fight. Yeah, it's time for a load of BS. Yeah, it's time for a load of BS. So welcome to the show. I'm your host, Scotty Mo, And it's time for a load of BS. Yeah, it's time for a load of BS till the world turns upside down. Till the world turns upside down. Imagine success so much, it feels more like a memory This is where it comes to me, all my feet Illuminati hearing me, but if this is the End of me, at least I have a friend with me Rocking that hot mic, it's alright, and we're feeling Free, then I remember my subscribers Expecting me, not only that, my Patrons are paying me, we gotta go Gotta make the show loud, gotta take Down Toby, make my little girl proud Speak your voice into the mic, what? your voice into the mic what? We taking back the show and we doing It tonight, crank it up, we got one shot To start another again, we cannot let it be Brought down by a British man, we need Get up close, seize our moment with fervor. It's either that or Blicky Tan, go get murdered. Hey, bartender, bourbon shot, dig me. Shot. Let's get it up and make it hot. And so now a load of BS will begin. Feeling all of the spirits of my friends. Got Salty Frank in the chat, giving up revelry. He's a real bad boy and he lives on the seven seas. When they finally come out to the lot, we got a bartender here serving lots of shots. Wait, how did you know that this plan would work? I had a spy on the inside, that's right, it's Momoa Curry! i lost, buying up on I recorded the shows, took notes when they were
1: being naughty, Gets my brothers here, yes, Blakey T and Scotty, cause I sing the phrases of BS like I'm Pomerati, see that's what happens when you go against Momoa's ass, I'm gotta see, but also got a podcast, Momoa Curry, bitch, I need no introduction, mess with my boys and I shall write the fuck up again. Hey, look up, BS! What? 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 What?
0: After we stop recording, Tobias Podcasting appears in the parking lot. We lower our mics as he frantically waves a white handkerchief. And just like that it's over. They pack up their mics take down the set. They both wonder alike if this really is the end. Not yet. The boys meet the head of the Illuminati. They watch as he gives them a smile. He invites them out for a drink. And they stagger in single file. Tens of thousands of podcasters fill the streets. There are screams and people cheering. And as our two heroes drink, you can hear the drinking song they're singing. Turned upside down. The world turned upside down. The world turned upside down. The world turned upside down. Down, down, down,
1: down.
0: Freedom for the show, freedom for BS. I quit a six figure job to get back to this shit.
1: We won! We won! We won! We won! The world turned
0: upside down! I Ubered a lot in Seattle, which cost me a lot more than I thought it would. (laughs) And I'm Ubering back to my hotel one night, and like, I don't know, uh, time was passing really fast, and anytime that happens, my anxiety acts up. So my anxiety's acting up, I'm like, I just want to get back to my hotel, order some McDonald's, and then go to bed. And then we come across a construction site on the side of the road, which is a perfectly normal sight to see. Oh, yeah, you did tell me this. Yes. And in front of us is a a scoop boy, the scoop man who goes in and does the scooping on the construction sites. Uh, In the Transformers series, I believe he would have turned into some sort of massive mech. Well, no, he's just a giant shovel. He's, he turns into a giant shovel that Optimus Prime wheels. They call him Diggy. Uh, so Diggytron. So Diggytron's in front of us, waiting to take his spot in the. Uh, I, I, in, I I honestly think it might have been a Hall of Fame ceremony for construction sites, and he was just waiting to take his spot up on board. And a woman, who I can only describe as. A younger, scarier Tilda Swinton Mm -hmm. in a gray hoodie looking like she stepped straight out of glass, (laughs) like she (laughs) walks in front of our car and is just, for the people who are audio only listeners, I'm sorry that you cannot see this, go to YouTube, Um, is just kind of doing that Ronda Rousey look through the eyebrows thing at me, Mm. like that pure Satan look. And I'm sitting back like, maybe this is the person the construction site has who's like, you fucking hold up. Don't, don't, there's a car in front of you, so don't go. Wait. So I'm like, maybe that's what this is. No. Because the what? second person comes up and is like, stop. So I'm like, that's not who the fuck this is. Did he acknowledge her at all? No, he was just kind of like, hey, you guys stop. I don't know what the fuck her deal is. You Stop. <laughs> And she keeps staring, and then finally that guy's like, come on, come on. And then she backs up, and like she was in Naruto, puts up the sign of the cross. You you know, like Naruto does. Like Naruto does a lot with the cross, because, you know, Naruto's the only person who's a born-again Christian in the Naruto (laughs) anime. Naruto, how are you gonna beat this guy, Jesus? So, uh... (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna clone myself for Jesus. (laughs) Clone myself for Jesus. I just like, she puts up the sign of the cross, and I'm like, either she's the devil, my driver's the devil, there's a chance I'm the devil, and I don't know it. I'm very scared. So, Blake, I now send it to you. The fuck happened? Okay, so you said she looks like a younger, scarier Tilda Swinton, right? Yes. So she's the late. So she's right behind you. You brought her here. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, a picture of Tilda Swinton is just like duct taped <laughs> onto my wall. Uh, I thought you were gonna propose that she was actually the master from Doctor Strange, but like it was a real looper situation. <laughs> no, she's <It's-> actually Dormammu. <laughs> <laughs> she thought we were Dormammu. It's the light. I, I actually, hold on. Let me get on my Uber app and review that. Yep. Oh, yeah. It says your driver was Khabib and his license plate is Dormammu. So I think that's what it was. Oh, so she was just like, Dormammu, I've come to bargain. And no, then you she- ran her over. <laughs> my awesome thing this week is just fucking with corporate Twitter accounts. Oh, yeah. Because boy on Valentine's Day sent out, Hey, at Smash Mouth, will you be my Valentine? Then followed that up with, Hey, The Rock, will you be my Valentine? Hey, Guy Fieri, will you be my zesty Valentine? And then, after a while, I think Guy Fieri's what triggered it. I just started tweeting at every fucking fast food account I could find. Will they be my Valentine? Well, did you did you save Wendy's for last? Because you know they're going to respond at Wendy's. That's what I thought! But <laughs> Wendy's left me alone. I got rejected by Wendy's. Essentially, I was setting up a race to see who what fast food account would be the first to respond. Um, the first, would you like to guess? Uh, of all the... They were all around this area, fast food restaurants. Okay, the first one to respond... It, I'm gonna say, I'm thinking. Was it Arby's? It was not. I don't even know if I tweeted Arby's. I will you're not s- tweet Arby's. I, I will. They s- got good roast beef. They do got. I've got the meat. Um, but I will say it's actually a restaurant that I fucking love, and it's Pizza Hut. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, Pizza Hut. Who said? Tell me if this sounds cheesy, but I think you're great. And I was like, okay. you, oh. I was like, Pizza Hut won. Everyone else can calm down. We're good. It's like, hey, Wendy's, I know we talked about you a lot last week, but now you suck. Well, when Pizza the Hut got me back. Oh, Pizza the Hut is not the person who's going to be next in this story. Oh, no. A little company by the name of Checkers slash Rallies responded. Oh. Which, by the way, Checkers and Rallies. A combined twitter account it's like that weird friend you have who has a shared facebook with his wife uh it's like it's like hardy's and Carl's jr they're the same thing yeah. just on different coasts yeah so i said hey checkers rallies will you be, will you both be my valentine because they're both on the same account they reply yes hyphen no wait wait which of you said yes was it rallies or checkers which point they respond? Yes, it appears you've beaten me at my own game here. <laughs> then they said, "To be fair, I play it professionally." And then sent the French fry emoji, shrugging. <laughs> Is it I, I love s- it. <laughs> yeah, uh, they just yes to you. I don't. The <laughs> they, internet calls it something, but I've been doing it for years now, so it's my thing. Yeah, but when. <laughs> Then I when said, somebody... "I replied back, God, I want you more than ever right now." And then they sent the gif of Han Solo saying, "I know." And uh, mm. then your boy, your boy said, "Also, since I got you here, anyways, can I get a free chocolate shake? I love those those ding dang things." Uh, they didn't reply to that. Oh, ouch! Well, well no, no, no. That's because a secondary conversation began to happen with with a company that also now follows me on twitter and Blake Tanner if you like this company you might be a redneck cuz it's golden corral fuck my life what uh hey golden corral will you be my valentine sure And then at which point I said, okay, this is awkward, but Checkers and Pizza Hut are already pretty set in being my valentine, so sorry, but we could stay friends. Tell Jeff Foxworthy I'm sorry. At which point, (laughs) fucking Checkers (laughs) comes back did they see what you were doing with golden corral did they see you straying from the path (laughs) well no i said checkers and pizza hut are already my valentine so i cannot be your valentine golden corral pretty set pretty set i don't see a valentine's ring on it also sup (laughs) then they said also sup golden (laughs) i just casually talking to golden corral You know that the people that they have running these accounts are, like, just kind of us incarnate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, this person and me developed a friendship. Uh, I'm just going to read the whole conversation at this point. I don't see a Valentine ring on it. You don't sell onion rings. I'm sorry. Oh. (laughs) Oh, so this is my fault? I just wanted a free milkshake. Golden Corral at least followed me. So, you just gotta tell me what other brands are doing to you? And also, you just wanted something out of me? No, that's not what I meant. I'm sorry. I just... I love your shakes. You make the best shakes. They're even better than Steak and Shake.
1: What?
0: Which then uh, also led to Steak and Shake replying... (laughs) Sake. Uh, you at shake and Shaked, right? I did. Steak and Shaked replied saying, how dare you in a gif of Karen from Will and Grace slapping someone? Do any of them follow us right now because we need that? Uh, <laughs> fuck. Here, hold on a second. Let me see. Uh, I want to see if I can find the rest of because that's not everything that happened because after I said you have the best shakes, checkers then replied mm-hmm. Keep going. I I was just acting out of hurt. I didn't expect Golden Corral to just come along with their buffet specials and Jeff Foxworthy commercials. But the only. Hold on. Okay. Honey, they're using you. (laughs) They're just using you for their fast food dynamic. Yeah. But the only buffet I care about now is the buffet of love that I have for your shakes. At which point, 50 ellipses! (laughs) Just take it up the whole screen. Fine. So where do we go from here? See? It's not free if I make you work for it. Slide (laughs) into my DMs. And from that, Blake Tanner, your boy got some free fucking checkers fries. I spent the next 20 minutes trying to find this bar. It was right around the corner, but it was very hard to find. I stroll up to that bitch. I go up there. I hand the uh, bartender, I hand her my voucher. I say, give me something that is $10 exactly. Yeah. And um, so she said this... no. She said that doesn't exist, baby. You're in Vegas. <laughs> right? Um. So there's uh this woman sitting next to me who notices me doing that. And she's like, wait, where did you get that? I didn't know you could do that. I said, yeah, I just signed up for a card. He's like, what, really? And we kind of strike up a conversation. Um, shit, what was her name? I mean, I don't want to, uh, given her occupation, I wouldn't want to dox this woman. Oh, but it was not a, It was not her name. Oh, okay, this was her fucking pro wrestling name. This was her fake name. Yeah, exactly. But um, anyway, we start talking, and she's telling me about um, she's, about to meet a friend to go see the new john wick movie and i'm like oh i saw, I saw it not too long ago it's amazing mm-hmm. um Keanu reeves is great i really liked halle berry what she did in it and she's like good i'm i'm really excited to see it and um she asked what i'm here for is it my first time and i'm like yeah it is she's like oh did you get you did, done a little bit of gambling you get a little bit of you get a little bit of booty i'm like what <laughs> Where she was just like, little gambler, little drinking. did you yeah. fuck? <laughs> there was, I was, I was a little inebriated at that point, so trying to get, like, the details was fuzzy, but now it's coming back. Yeah. Um, and I was like, no, not yet. And he's like, ah, oh, but you thinking about it. <laughs> and, I love uh, this woman so much. Oh, she was fantastic. And she said, Um, you know, and then I told her, oh, we were here for the wrestling show. And she was like, oh, oh." I was I was at the club last night, and the champion came in. (laughs) And I don't know if you know much about wrestling, but there was no champion at the wrestling show we saw last night, the night before. AEW does not have a champion at this point. So, I didn't know if I wanted to nerd out or humor her. I chose the latter, and I'm like, really? Tell me about the champion. And she's like, oh, yeah. Hold on, I got some pictures with his belt. Because he was... Apparently whoever this was he was going around showing it off saying he was the champ to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's the Trying fucking NXT booty. it's the NXT title which is mm. not which is not AEW at all. Can, it's a wrong belt. Can well hold on. Can I just be honest with you when you told me this story and you were like, "Yeah, a man was at the club with a with his championship walking around." I genuinely thought it was former WWE cruiserweight champion Enzo Amore just trying to get some booty in fucking Vegas with his belt from 2 years ago now as as it did turn out this gentleman in um my my fine bar friend's words was like Oh, he was trying to get in everyone's pants. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, he, she, he was talking me up a little bit. And I'm like, all right, all right. And then a couple of my girls came back and said, Oh, they're trying the same thing. And then I was like, mm, mm. That's when you got to pay, hon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's when I'm like, now you've told me you're a stripper. Do you also do the sex work? Which is really cool. <laughs> Pardon me miss I understand you've told me that you're a stripper But do you do The butt stuff as well (laughs) (laughs) But she was like "Mm -mm." That's when they pay Uh And she's going on About like how like All types of assholes Like that come in and they try to strut their stuff And it's like you're just trying to Just talking big shit Just to hope to get a little bit of free stuff Mm -hmm. It's like no 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 and she's like, I'm a cold business woman. I am 30 years old. I am hot as hell. And I know what to do. And I know how yeah. to deal with it. And I'm like, God, I've never respected a person more than you right now. If you were not going to go see John Wick 3, I would just be like, man, how much? <laughs> not even for the sex, just no. for the respect. I just want you to talk to me for a few hours right now. <laughs> Because I need your advice for life. No, 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 no. You're just like, how much? And she's just like, what you want, baby? I'm like, how much would it be to record a live podcast with me? (laughs) Welcome to Hooker and the Bee. Coming soon to TVN. And that was the point where her phone started ringing and she said, oh, she had to go or she was going to meet her friend. And then she stood up and she's like, come here, come here. And she hugged me. And it was great. Yeah. It was the weirdest, like, interaction I've ever had. And I think it was one of the best. Mm -hmm. Then cut to you coming back and finding your best friend just running around a Vegas casino with $180 in his hand, like, I'm a winner! I did it! (laughs) Why do I remember Shrek 2 more than I do Shrek 1? So, because 2 is clearly better than Shrek 1 shrek 2 is a fucking masterpiece of a movie i don't know that i agree with that but how dare you i mean it's great it's cool it's whatever i don't i don't know why i don't like it as much as shrek 1 but i feel like i've watched it a lot more a lot more than i've watched shrek 1 i watched it three times in cinemas so, Shrek 1. Here's your fucking rundown. Whole movie Shrek 1. Shrek lives in swamp, no one likes swamp boy. After that, Donkey comes. Other fairy tale people come because fucking Farquaad kicked them out of their kingdom. So then Donkey's like, "Hey Shrek, let's go to Farquaad and see what's all about this." And then you and so- figure out that the you know, We got the fun the the cool talking donkey. Yeah, yeah. And so then Shrek and him go to Duloc, which is Farquaad's weird, weird, creepy kingdom. Real tall castle. Real tall castle. People with kinks live there. Anyways, Shrek gets in a wrestling match to Bad Reputation. So Shrek is Ronda Rousey confirmed. Yeah. Then Farquaad comes out and is like, Alright, I will let the fairy tale creatures back if you rescue my princess. So then he basically sends Shrek on a Han Solo-esque fucking b- bounty hunter mission to go rescue Fiona. He goes no. and res- he Hold resc- Hold on. Okay. You know that Han's not a bounty hunter, right? Shrek is bounty hunter. I'm not saying- I said Han Solo-esque. Yeah, but- Look, Shrek has a tiny vest and a white shirt, Han Solo has a tiny vest and a white shirt. It's actually more like he's smuggling the princess away from the dragon, which would be more on-brand for Han Solo. Okay, so Han Solo and his faithful partner Chewbacca go to rescue the princess... Whoa, are these the same movies? Anyways, Shrek gets the princess and starts to take her back to Duloc. Then Hallelujah by uh, Andy Cohen or whoever plays while they fall in love. Then Fiona goes to sleep and it turns out that she's actually a secretly a ogre lady. Shrek doesn't find out, but Donkey finds out, I think then they go back to the kingdom I, yeah, real sidebar yeah if you type in which version of hallelujah it does autocorrect to was in shrek <laughs> okay so after this takes her back to the kingdom and this is kind of where it falls apart for me but i'm fairly sure he gives fiona to far quad, and then she turns into a shrek lady i think Mm-hmm. And Shrek is like, "Hey, stop the stop the wedding!" He and does to object fo- to the wedding, yes. And then, uh, Dragon eats Farquaad, and I think he toots him out. And then Shrek and Fiona get married at the end. No, dra- Dragon kills Farquaad when it, when he get at. Hey, bud, do you think a tooting out results in life? <laughs> I don't think that, that happens. Does that happen? No, it's a burp. It's not a toot. It's a burp. Also, donkey fucks that dragon. Donkey does fuck that dragon. All right. Um, At this point, Blake, is it time for us to bring up a special guest? Yes. Yes, I would like to turn things over to our terrorism expert, Justin Robert Young, to discuss some of the traits... And special abilities of the terrorist bird, terror bird. Mm-hmm. The terrifying fucking bird. Alright, Blake, you're you have to run PowerPoint though. Justin, here you go. I got your first point. Load it up.
1: Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. I love terrorism. <laughs> because I watch it closely. Yes. I also love birds. Which is why I wore this shirt. That's another visual joke for your audio listeners. (laughs) Thank
0: you. Appreciate that.
1: Here's the deal with these terror birds. Number one, first thing you need to recognize with these terror birds, they're big as fuck, folks. (laughs) I mean, goddamn, you look at this terror bird and you're like, shit. Pretty much what you say. They're really big as fuck. That's what you say. Next slide. Mm Mm-hmm. See, here's the thing. They can do a sick run. Demonstrate it like, for the audio. All right, so here's yeah. I'm gonna demonstrate. Okay, wait, 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 wait. What, what's the run like? Oh, here he goes. So you see, like a normal person, normal people be running like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at me! I'm running really fast. These birds. Check it. <laughs> running like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. fuck you audio listeners <laughs> <Justin>. <laughs> are their arms kind of like yep. I mean, they, we're, we're, we're not a, describing anything no they're not doing a Naruto run Sean. <laughs> I was going to say the Naruto run is like naturally from birds that keep their wings um, behind their backs you can dodge a blade with that yeah. um,
0: now I will say if we're worried about speed there is a secondary issue Yeah, yep.
1: and this is a major thing if you've uh, been around Atlanta during this Dragon Con number one they stole the scooters, y'all. yep <laughs> they did. they did. they realized it and they're elite hackers. Like, they're doing, like, hardware hacks. They're doubling the speed on the scooters. They're cutting you off on the side. Because they don't give a fuck about whether or not they're in the street or in the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. They're on the sidewalk. And then they're doing annoying shit. Like, you're trying to walk down, get some coffee. It's early in the morning. And then you have this goddamn terror bird on a scooter. And he's behind you. And he's going way faster than he should. And you're like, you're going to fall over. Stop doing it. But he won't. He won't. He's right behind you. And he's ringing the bell. And he's ringing the bell and you're like what the fuck why are you ringing the bell get in the goddamn road you're in a motorized vehicle i'm just a human walking with a goddamn two feet and you're over here terrorizing everybody so so they're safer than most bird scooters
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love that justin's presentation turned
1: into an eddie murphy routine (laughs) next slide (laughs) Hi -hi hi captain (laughs) <laughs> Alright, here's the deal. That's pretty solid, you know? Alright, so I'm too old to take the ACTs. A, <laughs> the a, the SATs because you know, I'm old. Uh, but I'm sure all you fucking hip kids all took the ACTs and know that a uh, uh, 31 means great. Yep. Next slide. It's a,
0: <laughs> it's, they're very smart. It's a
1: dog shit SAT score. Alright. Number one uh dude they got dummy thick beaks like I mean I like sometimes I just look at them because it's my job I'm a terrorism expert man I love terrorism uh, like I just look at these beaks and I'm just like like no lie like half mass like just looking at them like 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 they are awesome they're big and powerful crush your goddamn head like a grape like. Uh, or like I don't know, like I think controversial opinion. Sorry, oh, don't at take, me on Twitter. Take. Don't at me. Like maybe even like a blueberry, multiple oh. concussive Ooh. bursts. Ooh. So I love terrorism. Didn't get a hot take warning. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Are yeah. you ready for the last? No, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, guys. I know we've given a lot of facts, but this is might be the most horrifying fact of all. This about is, all right, everybody.
1: All right, here. I'm going to need you, whether or not, and it will shock you, but whether or not it shocks you, you have to give an O very audibly that picks up for the audio Mm -hmm. list. Yes. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, next slide. Ladies and gentlemen, this is shocking, terrible, and horrifying (laughs) news. Three of these terror birds, these death machines, a biological sign that God hates us. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I, oh Jesus, yeah. Jesus, we're not, we're not here for your shit right now. No. We're tired of All it. All right, honestly. Number one, three of them have gotten together. They have bound as a unit, and they have started a group, an acapella group. Called squacapella. Yeah,
0: but- oh.
1: oh no! All right, it, it's horrifying. Now, now look, it's Ooh. only because I love terrorism so much that I've known exactly what they sound like. Okay. I know. So if I could actually enlist you guys, yeah, yeah, do like, uh, a song? Yeah, let me let me just uh, uh, like basically that yeah yeah it's yeah it's a lot like that Woo!
0: So Blake Tanner, everybody's here. Everybody's enjoying these good, good stories we've been telling over this past year of our life. But say they want to support it. Say they were like, these BS boys might be onto something. What could they do? Where could they go to give us that support? You know what? If you like what we're doing, if you like how we're doing it, why we're doing it, and when we're doing it, which is not consistent, go to Patreon.com/slash a load of BS. You can become one of our patrons. And you can support us, support the show, support the stuff that you love, and you also get access to a little bit of bonus content. Like what? We're more consistent on the fucking bonus content than we are on this show. No, every single week on Patreon, you get access to exclusive content from all the BS Network programs. Fight Boys has a sister show. Opposite Attractions has a sister show. And we have you paid for this. The ultimate and bullshittery. <laughs> because we're like, hey, we're just gonna watch a movie and talk about it. And if you guys have the movie, that's cool. If not, this is gonna be a rough go for you. You know what? Over these 150 episodes, I do have to thank you for finally forcing me down into the dirt and making me learn how to do a promo. <laughs> but yeah, we've done, uh, we've done stuff like... Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, fucking ready to rumble. All your favorites have been commentated by the BS, and you can get it and shout it out on the show of your choice every single week. Like the Patreon Saints, my mom and dad, like the podcast Associates Anonymous, like Eric Fulmer, like Ghazi, like all of our favorites over on Patreon.com slash a load of BS. But what if they want something smooth? Silk it's like silky S- like sil- touchable, not- huggable, utterly fuckable? It's not made of silk. Don't don't have that. But say they wanted something like that, where could they get it, Blair? Uh, you mean merch dot Oh shit. <laughs> Do you want stuff for your torso? Or for your head? Or for your hand? Because we got cups that you can put in your hand and then put booze in. I was very curious. I was like, we don't fucking sell gloves. Where is he going with it? Where are the fingerless gloves? Gazi's not going to buy anything unless it's fingerless (laughs) gloves. no we've got shirts we've got awesome posters available for you over there we've got tons of merchandise available for you the shirts are super soft and the cups are amazing and you can get it at (laughs) merch.alotupyourbs.com Yeah, the weird thing about going back, and we're not. I'm gonna talk about it pre-show because I don't want to talk. I've talked about Chewbacca on literally every podcast I've done, and I've guessed it on two shows. <laughs> and each one, I've been like, "Hold on, I need to cut the show off real quick to talk about Chewbacca." All right, here. Mm-hmm. Let me let me help you by just telling my side of the story. Well, can I just say, firstly, my favorite part of it was the fact that. At one point, I thought, as I've stated before, we got... I gave Chewbacca a a drink, and I black out. And I thought it was only, like, 30 minutes after that we left. No, 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 No. bud. No, bud. It was, because... You gave Chewbacca a drink, and you disappeared. I found a picture, and it was where I sent the picture of me and Chewbacca to my mom, which I think we got around the same time that I bought him a drink, that was at 11 o'clock, and then we didn't leave till like 2, 2.30, and my favorite was I was a guest on, uh, I don't know if you met the Horseshoes and Hand Grenades guys, but No, I was, a, I was a guest on their show this week, and at one point they go, yeah, I woke up the next day, and you, all I saw in the Discord was... Red phone booth, baby. And I'm like, is he trying to get us to go somewhere at 130 in the morning? Because it's not happening. And then we just said yes. Yeah. Um, so basically, we met Chewbacca. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and Spread the love out a little bit, because, you know, over over the last couple of weeks, I've been hearing a lot of I, 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 I met Chewbacca. <laughs> well, 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 surprise, surprise, world at large. No. Did you send a text message to your dad at midnight saying you met <laughs> Chewbacca? And he asked if he could post it on his uh, forums where he talks about celebrity signatures? No, no, no. Hold on, I also love how much we're shitting on BB-8, because we're like, yeah, he was fucking there too, I guess. Fuck it, it doesn't I mean, matter. I did not I did not have a long conversation with Chewbacca that ended with just all of us doing Wookiee noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we get to the bar, and they pimp up next to us. Apparently, Max Goof was behind us being a dick, and now I will give it to you. So, after that... We have a couple of guys that come up, and they're behind us. They don't even get inside the phone booth because we were waiting, and they asked them if they were part of the private party. They said no. And then somebody from behind said, but we we probably would be, and I heard someone uh, in the group behind us say, holy shit, that's Chewbacca. (laughs) And they were let in immediately, and we had to wait for another five or ten minutes. No, no, no. That might be the one part you misremember. It was shockingly close. It was, door, o- door opens, can we be in, we're Chewbacca and BB-8. Oh, yeah, 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 let me go talk to somebody, closes door, comes back out, you guys can come in, closes door, like, five, maybe a minute later, party of five can come in. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> we were waiting there for a while before, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, so we did that. Chewbacca went and he did his own thing. BB-8 was around. They were talking to the other group of people that we came with. Um, and then there was a, bo- a point where a couple of people that were with us, including Sean, our fantastic host. Thank you, Sean. I know you're listening. Um, we just kind of chilled with Chewbacca, and you were coming in and out. Because you were... <laughs> Hold on. I do want to say this. I got the opportunity to hang out with Star of Star Wars. Multiple stars of the Star Wars. And I said, no, I'm going to go walk around the bar a bit more. About three now. Um Johan, thank you. I think it's pronounced Johan. Oh, I feel bad. Chewbacca. New Chewbacca. Um, but you were doing... Sh- your shilling game was on point that night though Yeah, you were 100 percent to the point where you did get us free cigars yeah wait other are, are you talking about the many ones i got yeah oh no that wasn't shilling that was me walking up and then being like here you go buddy and i'm like thank you okay <laughs> well the rest of it was because i saw you giving out names and shit Wait, there was what? a lot of that. Like, you're like, uh, doing a show. Oh, Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our show. We're gonna be there in the concert hall, wherever we <laughs> did our thing.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then it just ended with us in the back room at the VIP section, because the other VIPs left. Wait, wait, we got back there! I didn't know we got back there! Oh, bud, that was the couch that you got sick on. What? I didn't know we ever got back, because I just knew that's where the nightmare and the Macorice were. What? Oh, bud, I didn't realize you were that bad at that point. I might not. Well, it makes me feel good to know that I wasn't bad at that point when when we got back there it was probably about 1 or 1 30 when we got back there so we had about a whole hour in that room this makes me feel very very good by the way because i was afraid that all of the big fancy podcast people and the the literal podcast agents i was talking to saw me vomit so it makes me happy to know oh well they weren't there so that's good Oh, no, but it was just us. Everyone else had left. (laughs) Now, I do want to tell the story of, like I said last week, I have started up a Fiverr account for my graphic design and audio editing and voice acting and whatnot. And I finally got my first order. And, Blake, it is the most buckwild shit I've ever had to do in my entire fucking life. Now... Do they pay in advance, or is this like a what? What it is is they will accept the order. They'll be like, "Okay, I want this." Then they'll give me the details, and I think at that point it's paid. I'm not sure if you can cancel it or not. I'm not sure how Fiverr works at this point. But at, once you're done, you basically send them what you've done with final finalize offer or whatever it's called, finalized gig, and then they'll like either be like, oh, yeah, that's what I want, accept, and then pay the money, or just, I, I don't know what happens next. I've done this once. But okay. my boy, my boy, this shit got off the rails quick because I got an order from an Italian man, an Italian man, who said, uh, excuse me, could you please, Um, I, and I misread what he said at first because I thought what he said was, could you put a woman's face in this shadow and I went oh yeah that should be easy just like take it and show photoshop do a little bit of erasing around the outside a little opacity blur and yeah I got that lady in there in no time and then he only sends me one image an image that is so dark <laughs> that it looks like a mountain range with a sunset behind it oh that sounds nice and I went is this the shadow? And then I looked closer and I realized no, it is a woman silhouetted by the sun and he wanted me to brighten her up to where you could see her face. Oh. Keep keep in mind woman is turned to the side, her hair is in her face. You could see like her nose maybe. And I went, I I guess I can try. I mean, this is my first gig on here. I got to do something. I got to try, baby. And uh, then I noticed something weird, because the photo he sent was a screenshot of someone else's Instagram story. Hachi Machi, no. Oh, no, baby. You're coming down this rabbit hole with me, because... I try my best, I brighten it up, I brighten it up, but, like, because of how dark it is, there were too many, like, weird, like, pixely things happening, her entire face just looked like a giant red block at one point, so I messaged him and I said, I've done everything I can, here's what I have, and he goes, can you not make it any brighter, please, I need, and it's all, like, in broken English, and me knowing he's translating what I'm saying to Italian... I, I got really conscious of knowing that everything I was saying being was being translated, so I tried to use no slang, and I ended every sentence with my friend. I was like, I, can't, I cannot do this for you, I... my friend. I'm working for you, my friend, but it will never work. I turned it... into Watto, essentially, with this sad Italian man. Maybe that's why everybody does that. Yeah, so I... uh as it goes on, I finally, I'm like, this is creepy. Why are you doing this? And he goes, the woman in the photo, my friend. I, uh, he's now going full water. I don't care. The woman in the photo, my friend. I believe her to be my girlfriend. Please. Hold the I fuck. Ha- what? <laughs> please. I have nothing. I have nothing. Well, there's a guy with her. Like, it's a, a guy's face on one side, and she's leaning up against him, like, nuzzling into his neck. And so he, I guess, is thinking that his girlfriend is cheating on her, which is where this went from a graphic design job into Scotty Moore, private fucking investigator. Um. I don't know. You sound like you're one of the CSI techs, like the yeah. quirky one that's, like, somehow also a really good hacker who can just, no, like, the no, no. away at keys. Yeah. I'm the chick from NCIS in the fishnets and ponytails. Yep. Oh, fuck, that's you. Yeah. Oh, man. So- Are we going to have one moment where we defeat a hacker by typing on the same keyboard at the same time? <laughs> yeah. So I ask. I finally am like, well, I can see her face... I, like, I can see a little bit. I can see the size of her nose, and I can see, like, what her jawline looks like. And he, I go, do you have a picture of your girlfriend? And he goes, yes, my friend, and then sends it. And it's a front face, and I went, buddy, I'm going to need more. Listen here, chief. I'm going to need more info than that. Do you have a, a profile picture? Looking from the side, maybe a nice three-quarter portrait of this lady. <laughs> and he goes, well, the only photo I have of her like that Is of her sleeping. Do you want that? And I'm like, this is fucking creepy. (laughs) But yes. So he sent me the picture of his girlfriend (laughs) sleeping. (laughs) So I now on my computer just have a random photo of an Italian woman sleeping. Scotty, what the fuck? (laughs) And so I then like took it into Photoshop and I'm looking and I'm like, well, buddy, I gotta tell you think you're in the clear the nose is different the jawline's larger i don't think that's your girl and he goes there's nothing else you can do and i went no i'm sorry i've done everything i've run the comparison photos i've put it i've put it through the systems i ran it through the anti-mass spectrometer didn't turn up any hits i pressed enhance enhance dna scan didn't do anything either i'm sorry and so he goes like well thank you for everything you've done And I went, no problem. And this is all happening in the chat window, which led me with this conundrum. Do I finalize the gig? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Did I earn that $25? (laughs) Because I didn't really do anything, but I did hit finalize, and he paid me $25 to be a private investigator for an hour. And then afterwards, despite me saying everything about... I don't think it's her. I think you're in the clear. He just sent back one simple message. I think I'm going to broke with my girlfriend. There is no trust anymore. Thank you, my friend. You know what? Well, buddy, there's a lot of... I I know them Italian women. You're gonna find you a good one in no time. He's like, thank you. That's... And that, that was the end of Scotty Moore, private investigator for Fiverr. Because you know, in the Star Fox series they cut their legs off and they've got these mechanical legs because it means that they don't have to worry about G-forces. Okay, stop the podcast. What the fuck did you just say to me? Because I've never realized it before, but he do have metal legs, don't he? So what happens is, like, when you're, like, in atmosphere and you pull in those Gs, all the blood can rush from your head all the way down the rest of your body and you can pass the fuck out. So, But if you take your legs away... The blood ain't got nowhere to rush to, huh? This is a children's video game. And they thought hard enough to be like, I don't want the blood to rush down there, so they have to have metal legs. I'm about to fuck up this frog so hard. I'm about to destroy his whole life. Hey, welcome to Nintendo, baby! I just... Can we make a new podcast that's all about discovering these horrifying things that we've never known about children's media? Because, holy shit, we could do a whole episode on Star Fox Ain't Got No Dick. Because that's something I never knew before, but apparently Star Fox Ain't Got No Dick. Well, that's why that one other fox from one of those games is like just a... A furry sex symbol, huh? Yeah. Star Fox is just constantly leading a life of pleading, of like, "I wish to pleasure myself to you. I wish to bow before you, my mistress." Because he's clearly a bottom, and <laughs>
1: he's like, "Please, my
0: mistress, punish me." And he's, she's just like, "You ain't got no dick. I don't. I don't know what we're gonna. You're gonna get out of this, Star Fox." Now, wait a minute. Let's let's not hold on. What about metal dick though? How does it send pleasure symbol like signals to the brain though? Unless Same way a normal dick does, boy. <laughs> I just love this concept of Star Fox is a fucking shame kinker and He's constantly bowing before his giant metal furry mistress about how bad... There's one person <laughs> just getting it to this scenario that we've come up with, by the way. They're like, I didn't think this was my thing, but this is my thing now. Do you think the Slippy's a you? <laughs> okay, quick rundown. What's all of the Star Fox team's kinks? Slippy's definitely a voyeur. Like no doubt, Slippy is a voyeur. Oh, fucking Frank! Frank goes, their dicks <laughs> are in sixty-four Rumblebacks. But boy, that's that's too good. Good. That's good. Okay, okay. So Star Fox is uh got a shame kink. He's a he's a submissive. Slippy is a voyeur. Who who does he watch? Who is his? Who does he watch? Oh, he watches Fox all the time. But is it Fox or Falco? Because he respects his whole oh. team, and I feel like Falco. <sighs> that is the thing, though. I think that Falco is like a a dominator, right? No. Okay. Firstly, yes. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna change this. Also, I guess fuck my whole idea about marketing, cause now this episode is unmarketable, because we're talking about beloved Nintendo characters and their fucking kinks. What, Love it. what if Slippy is a cuck, and Falco is, okay, Blake, I don't wanna make you Google this, but I need you to Google what the term for the one who is doing the cucking is, because I know that The term for the wife is a hot wife, which I learned when I accidentally tweeted hashtag hot wife alert and tweeted pictures of my wife. And then someone just commented like, I don't think that means what you think it means, my friend. And I went, oh, no. Oh, fuck. Um. (laughs) Slippy's bad at being a voyeur because he accidentally screams what he wants them to do from the window. (laughs) Wait. Wait, hold the fuck on. Hold on. Do a barrel roll. That's that is uh that is Peppy, sir. Oh, it is Peppy. That's Peppy the right. Oh shit. Is that a t- Peppy? Peppy, of course, is just the old man that gets it the fuck on with everyone. I'm down with that. I also... But he commands. Oh, shit! How does Frank know? Frank knows it's called a bull. That is the term for the cuckster. It is a bull in his cuck, and that is Falco and Slippy's relationship. Meanwhile... Now, that's the thing that I want to say, though. I think that it should be... I think that Slippy should still be the voyeur, but Falco and Fox... Like, <laughs> Falco is always, always just getting with Fox's people. Okay, so wait. Now we've evolved beyond Fox having a shame dominatrix king. To- Falco, or Fox is the bull. Or no, Falco's the bull. Fox is always getting cut. Okay, okay. So, like, it starts with him being, like, my mistress, my mistress. Yet yeah, once again, someone at home jerking their dick off to this. But right it, now. Right. Like, you've lost no nut November, sir. <laughs> we are causing our entire audience to lose No Nut November. So it starts with him being submissive, and then she's like, No, I don't need you anymore. And then that's when Falco comes in, abs out the ass in a tiny G string, and is like, Let's do this. I guess it's time to fuck. I'm ready to cut. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we've got them all. Now what's Pep Well, I don't like Pepe just being a sex pig. I want Pepe to have some more something more interesting. Pepe's in the scat, huh? He's <laughs> Can I just say and this is off topic, but this I brought it up on uh, opposite attractions too. But my favorite thing in the world is the dichotomy between Disney commercials and Universal commercials. Because a Disney commercial will show, like, Minnie Mouse and a little girl in a princess costume running towards the castle, and they'll be like... My father died eight years ago, but his dream was always to bring me here. And now I'm here, and I can see him. And my dreams come true all here at the Walt Disney World Resort. And you're fucking bawling and crying at the end of it. It is an emotional adventure on a Disney commercial. Meanwhile, Universal has some kids fucking Fortnite dancing in front of Minions. And they're just like, mischief
1: is Universal. Get it. <laughs> fucking go! Hey, k- kids, you want a fucking party?
0: <laughs> is that the minion? Is that the voice of-
1: <laughs> Yeah, this is how we really talk. Banana. I bet you love that, huh, kid? Fuck you. Shut the fuck up. I bet right, you want these bananas. Shut the fuck up.
0: I just love... This concept of like the meet and greet with the transformer where the door opens and the transformer walks out, <laughs> except it's just a fucking. Video. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it's like the bitches have these like deep gravelly voices. The fucking Optimus Prime comes out and he's like, Oh, hello, chap. Are, are you ready to roll out with the Autobots? Oh, of course. All right, oh, it's time God. to transform. No, just the fucking door opens up and it's a minion.
1: Banana! <laughs> hey, kids, have you ever tried Jaeger? Shut up! Stop! Hope you like fireball, bitches. <laughs> That's right, your parents aren't here anymore. You can get wild. <laughs> I don't know why this got me so bad. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> I gotta sit. Oh, fuck.
1: Are you ready to smash this minion meat?
0: Oh, fuck. And he just fucking balls at the kids. <laughs> Just fucking runs at him, shoulder tackles him to the crowd.
1: (sighs) (laughs) You ever got yeeted by a minion?
0: (laughs) I do have three things that I did in LA. Okay. But I can't tell it because, well, hold on. I didn't do these things, Blake. The three things I'm about to describe to you. We're not done by Scotty Moore. You didn't do this thing. Of course, buddy. This was my good pal, Gurp. (laughs) Gurp, he came with me. He's my assistant. uh, Wait, it was Harold, wasn't it? It was (laughs) Harold. Harold did all... No, no. Well, that's his middle name. It's Gurp Harold McFittsons. And see, here's the thing about Gurp. He's a real sassy boy. And he... He likes getting off on trouble. And when we went to Disneyland, which I'm going to get into later, make no doubt that I'm going to talk ad nauseum about how dope Disneyland was. Right. Gurb had to go ride uh, It's a Small World because his mother was like, I haven't been to Disneyland since I was a child, so please go ride my favorite fucking ride. It's a Small World. Thanks, Mom. Sorry. So I'm Gurps. getting some flashbacks to the time that we played that uh, RPG, the, the one that Jim designed, yeah. just how much you did not want to ride It's a Small World. It's real. I did it because uh, Gurp did it because <laughs> <laughs> Gurp's mom really loved the ride when she was a kid. So I get on there and I firstly... Wait, you, I, you get on there too? Well, me and Gurp, we shared a boat. Um, but behind us was in fact a couple who look like they've been together at least 20 years woman dressed like donald duck that's cute man dressed like daisy duck less cute and i spent the rest of the boat ride gurp i spent the rest of the boat ride talking to them while gurp sat on the most iconic theme park ride of all time it's a small world And vaped so fucking much Just fucking lit up It's a small world The whole thing looked like it was a fucking Cloudy Pirates of the Caribbean Ass ride by the time GURP Got done with it You gotta wonder, is that a problem At Disney World now in the dark rides Do do they they have a way to stop it they the yes, ask, they probably have to. That's why GURP was taking in the suck-in, hold-until-the-vape-dissipates-inside-of-you-and-then-exhale technique. N- nothing I'm too experienced with.
1: of oh, o- course. Or, of or course.
0: something that I learned at a church once. <laughs> so, that happens. Uh, GURP has him a good time there. So that's the first GURP situation that happened. The second one is that me and GURP stayed at the Millennium Biltmore Hotel. Which I just thought was an old fancy hotel in the middle of downtown Los Angeles. No, no, no. Turns out this place was home to JFK's camp during the his initial election during the Democratic National Convention ghostbusters was filmed there the where they capture slimer yeah the that, the big hotel scene with the fancy man that's the hotel i stayed at also it served as inspiration for the tower of terror because it was inspired by old 20s la hotels so that's where ta- it was why tower of terror existed also it's haunted haunted by possibly the victims of the black dahlia murderer neat so keeping all of that in mind perfectly historic hotel uh, it's almost like walking where shakespeare walked the first thing gurp did was just jerk that dick so hard as soon as he got in there it was full-on like yes i'm gonna add to history gurp's yelling at this at me making eye contact I'm going to make my own history in this hotel. So in how many years is that going to be the hotel that is known as famed podcaster GURPS just whacked (laughs) it here once? (laughs) Oh, man. Do you know how... Do you know who's beat their meat in this fucking hotel? I can tell you something. JFK, Dan Aykroyd, and GURPS. (laughs) I mean, one year, they're going to have to rename it to GURPS Whackin' Shacket. Whackin' (laughs) Shacket! So, the final thing GURPS and definitely not me did... GURP might have smuggled drugs in Alabama. (laughs) And Blake, I can't speak for GURP, but he did look me in the eyes after we landed and said, never fucking again. Because I, me and GURP have a bit of a mental link. I can really read his thoughts. Um, It was all fine until GURP's fucking wife found out and started texting him nonchalantly, completely getting him anxious. But GURP was smart. GURP did sit by a Dunkin' Donuts. That way, any weed smell from his bag would be masked by donut smells. GURP had a lot of theories that were made that day, Blake. You know, Gurps could have just sent it ground USPS to himself in Alabama and as long as he covered the smell they wouldn't have checked it. Yeah, but that would have meant GURP would have had to pay for more shit and GURP had to spend a lot of money this week, accumulating believe- <laughs> You know what? GURP GURP risked uh, GURP risked, you know, federal charge, but it's fine. <laughs> Once again, though, not me, GURP. GURP did this, and I, GURP was fine on the plane. That was all good. But then when we landed in Charlotte for a layover, GURP has his bag, and he's trying to get it to the next gate. He's really rushing it, and he gets on a moving sidewalk that propels him cannon-like directly in front of a drug-sniffing dog. At which point, Gurp shit his pants and the propulsion got him all the way to the gate! Now, did Gurp... I assume you talked to him after this. Did Gurp think that if he looked like he was in a hurry... Uh (laughs) And well I, th- I believe what That was uh GURP realizing Don't look like you're in too much of a hurry Because then they're going to be on to you And then when we landed in Atlanta That's where the third of GURP's uh, Prophecies came true which is Get in the middle of a big Group of people that way I just now realized I'm kind of Teaching people how to smuggle drugs On our comedy podcast Hey Scotty people who Know how to do it can do it much Better than GURP's <laughs> Holy shit, dude. You you don't know what's in this episode because you do the least amount of work of any living human being on this planet. Yes. But god, just looking back, it reminded me how bomb ass of a year 2019 was. I had a baby, I went to Seattle, we went to li- Las Las Vegas and you may- met a full-on hooker, your first hooker, Blake. And she was great. We met Chewbacca. What the fuck? 2019 was so good. And at the beginning of 2020, I'm like, ah, but 2020 is going to be the year it really pops off. No. (laughs) No. Once in college, you did tell me you had a theory where every even-numbered year sucked, and the odd ones were great. Uh, Well...
1: (laughs) I mean...
0: There it is. It's being put to the... Although 2016 was an even year, and that had some rough goes in that one. That one had some rough time. Oh, I thought the even ones were bad. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, shit, you're right! Oh, fuck. I met my wife in 2017, 2019. I had a baby and we met Chewbacca, which are on equal levels for me. (laughs) It was an amazing time. So 2021, we crawl out of the wreckage of society and we build it better and we'll be the last podcast. Yes. And as always, remember to support the show on those websites we said earlier. And of course, make sure to just tell a friend to check out a load of BS. Send them this episode. This is a... Best of that you could just send, and people will know this is the best they can do. <laughs> so that's going to help out. Find us on Twitter oh, no. at Scotty Mo and Blake A. T- Tanner. Find us both at A Load of Pure BS. But, Blake, I wanted to end this show on something a little bit different. And it is a quote, it is not funny. <laughs> I mean, there's a funny story in there, but I did want to end it on a moment because I've already included a bit from the BS live show at Dragon Con. But the end of that show had a quote from our good friend Justin Robert Young that almost makes me cry to this day, and I feel like it is the only good way to go out, because if you're talking about the best of BS, this is probably one of my top ten moments of all time, and it doesn't involve either one of us. (laughs) So, fuck! It was also for 2019. So really, the only appropriate way to end the show is to turn things over to Justin Robert Young. See you guys next week.
1: So, yep. no lie, Hello. I figured this out today. Ten years ago was the first time I came to DragonCon. Oh, and, and partied with Klingons. So literally, and this is a, a funny story. The first thing that I ever had, the first night I was here, so it was a Thursday night, somebody sits me down and says... Uh, Hey, I know this is your first time, so let me tell you something. Don't party with the Klingons. (laughs) You might think it's cool to party with Klingons. At the moment that they're like, hey, let's go party, you might think that's a really cool thing to do. Oh, my God, Star Trek has come alive for me. Don't party with Klingons. For this reason, because it's real for them. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> they have one opportunity to make this real, and oh my God, are they going to shoot their shot. Do not party with Klingon. Yeah. And ten years later, I learned don't party with Wookiees. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it, is, it is this symmetry that I do want to uh, highlight, because right now, we are in the Galleria 6, the bottom of the Hilton Hotel. Uh, For many years, we did the Night Attack podcast, and it uh, uh, did awesome rooms here. These guys, hell, Scott has got the goddamn diamond tattooed on his uh, his arm, and it is amazing to see that. It's amazing to see this panel here, because what it reminds me of is what we were when we first started, to be totally honest. And we were playing a room exactly like this, and we had a crowd exactly like you guys and it was awesome and it was amazing and it was the reason why I didn't plug this sorry yeah. uh it but but I wanted selfishly to have exactly this moment where we could just be a bunch of drunk nerds at Dragon <laughs> <Drive>. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. having an awesome fucking time so you want to know what was awesome this week right fucking now yeah, yeah. yeah.